We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have Week 2 Packers Preview. We're going to break down the Packers offense and the Packers defense on episode 125 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joining my two guys as usual. Here, Malcolm, how are you guys doing today? Woo! I'm over that loss, looking forward to uh, the Packers game. So, let's get this thing going. On the Green Bay. On the Green Bay. On the Green Bay. Uh, I told you, I I think our moves would be a little bit better by this, this day of recording compared to... That fresh Monday after that uh, horrendous loss to the Chicago Bears. But that's beyond us now. That's past us. So let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the injury report where we break down the Packers and Lions injury report. And these are both pretty lengthy reports. We'll start off with the or we'll start off with the opposing team, the Green Bay Packers, who will, will be the home team in this game. And uh, Pierre, you want to go ahead and read off the Green Bay Packers injury report? Yeah, before I start, man, the Packers PR team or whoever the hell does these things, it's not organized. So, like, I'm just going to read it in their order. Lions normally, like, you do not just participate limited in full. Packers is, like, all over the place. So It's terrible. Every other NFL team does it a lot better than this. All right. First on the list is Montrevious Adams. He has a toe injury, limited Wednesday, limited Thursday. Oren Brooks has a groin, full today, or full on Wednesday, full on Thursday. 
Kenny Clark has a groin, did not participate the last two days. That's a big, like, their star nose tackle. They're probably going to be without him. Josiah Deguerra, shin slash ankle injury, limited on Wednesday, no practice on Thursday. So he's a guy that could be doubtful, I'm guessing. Doesn't look like he'll play. Uh, Raven Green, like, backup safety, special teamer. Quad watch up injury, uh, limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, Elton Jenkins, guard slash tackle, he has an ankle injury. Limited Wednesday, full Thursday, so he's probably going to play. Mercedes Lewis, veteran rest, didn't practice on Thursday, but he's going to be good to go. Lucas Patrick has a shoulder injury, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday. Uh, Randy Ramsey has a groin injury, did not participate on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. He's kind of like their backup linebacker, special teamer. So Equinemis St. Brown, uh, knee injury, limited on Wednesday, did not participate on Thursday. And then Lane Taylor is going to go on IR. He has a knee that he just, they haven't placed him yet. And then uh, Billy Turner, limited on Wednesday and full on Thursday. So so they got a lot of guys on the report, but it looks like a lot of those guys should be playing most likely. At least they're key guys. Yeah, like two main guys, Kenny Clark, likely out. And then uh, yeah. Lane Taylor, I read a report, and go on IR. They just haven't placed him yet. Yeah, but like you listed some key guys in that. Like you listed Billy Turner, Elton Jenkins, Lucas Patrick, oh. which are three starting offensive linemen for the right. Green Bay Packers. But they should be probably good to go. So um, there's that. Uh, what about the Detroit Lions injury report? Okay, so um, with the Detroit Lions injury report, we have just going to go down with the people who did not practice. Just go down the list. So we got tight end Hunter, Hunter Bryant. He had a hamstring injury. He did not practice. Kenny Galladay, hamstring injury, also did not practice. Desmond Trufant, hamstring injury, did not practice. Hala Puti Vatai, he had a foot injury. He did not practice. All right, the star of last week, Jason Kambinda, he has an ankle injury. He was limited. We also have Joe Dahl. He has a groin injury. He was limited. He wasn't. He's actually new on this report. He wasn't listed yesterday. C.J. Moore, kid hamstring limited. Um, Daryl Roberts, he has a calf injury. He was also limited. Nick Williams, he has a shoulder injury. He was limited. And that's it. Jeff Okuda is officially he's, he's a full go. He looked like he had two full day of practices. So that's positive go. news. That's I want to add another uh, positive news. Yesterday, Daryl Roberts was uh, he didn't practice today. He was limited. So it looks like, I mean, we kind of need him, yeah. looks like it's a good sign for him. So um, Another report I want to break out to the Lions, they did sign nickel corner Chris Jones, undrafted free agent. The Lions signed back in 2018, spent a little time in Arizona, and the Lions officially have placed nickel corner, star nickel corner, Justin Coleman on IR. Something to know about the IR rules this year, they are a little different. They are lower. The the teams have more leverage in the situation than years past. You know, there's only a three-week stint compared to eight weeks stint, and you could bring as many guys off IR this year compared to, uh, I believe it was only two guys right. the last couple of years. It used to only be one guy. They upgraded to two, but now since I believe since COVID, I don't remember if it's COVID. Yeah, it is because of COVID. Is it because yeah. of COVID? Okay, since of COVID, you could bring as many guys back from IR. So it sucks, but it's not as bad as saying the IR word in any other year, basically. So yeah, it still it's not sucks. like an eight-week injury or like out for the year. Exactly. So – there's still a potential return for Justin Coleman, and I believe the team is hoping that he could return in the next three weeks. So that's something, I guess. But the hope is he returns after the bye. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. You guys want to speak a little bit about uh, their new nickel corner, Chris Jones, who potentially could be having a solid role maybe this Sunday. Tyler, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was me and you. We were watching this kid in camp. 2018, was it? 2018. I'm yeah. like, bro, I like this kid. Yeah, no, uh, he was one of those guys where 
you look at like roster predictions from like the beat guys and we always do our roster predictions ever like after every preseason game like he was one of those guys that like just sometimes was sneaking on their rosters and then like you know like you know he had a pretty good camp you know maybe he ends his way up into a roster he never got that opportunity in Detroit till now obviously he played in Arizona last year I remember week one we talked about him when we played in week one because I believe he had a starting role that game so he, he struggled at first but I mean as the game went on I mean he, he got a little better I think it's better than what we got right now so I'll say that so uh, yeah. if, if uh, Daryl Roberts can't go and obviously Justin Coleman's on IR it's not ideal it's not something you would be too comfortable seeing Chris Jones on the field but I think it's a better situation than what we had week one if that makes sense I want to just say, I want to add to that. Uh, Chris Jones, so he started three games for the Cardinals last year, appeared in 11. He had six pass breakups and 22 tackles. He also was targeted uh, third, or he was targeted 25 times and only allowed 13 receptions. So it's it's a bigger, it's an upgrade over Tony McRae, in my opinion. We'll see, though. He will see, like, how he remembers the scheme. He has accumulated and all that. So we'll see what happens with that. Yep. All he right. might not be ready to play this week. So we'll see. No, he might not be, but... If they were going to pick us one off the street, this is probably the fastest guy you could get in ready for potentially this Sunday. Yeah, then I'm more like a Niners guy, I mean, or a Dolphins guy or a Patriots guy. Yeah. It's like the same scheme. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. right. Let's get right into the Green Bay Packers report or the Green Bay Packers offense, I should say. And right. here, you want to go ahead and read off some of their starters? Yeah, so uh, at quarterback, obviously Aaron Rodgers, he's still elite. He had a great game against the Vikings. One thing you have to look out for, he's he could still move at his age. So you got to like contain the edges. Just don't let him get free out of the pocket. When Rodgers is out of the pocket, that's when his big plays come. We've seen the Lions fans have seen it. They know about it. When he gets out of the pocket, his big plays come. So uh, at running back, Aaron Jones, a really good back. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, those guys are good. And Tyler Irvin kind of brings that speed element. Wide receiver, they got Devontae Adams, elite route runner. In my opinion, probably a top five wide receiver. Their number two wideout is Alan Lazard. He's starting to develop some chemistry with Rodgers. If you remember last year versus the Lions, that's kind of when he started to break out, sort of. Yeah, that, that, was, his breakout. that, was, that was his breakout party. When all those injuries start to break oh. out for the wide receiver room, you know, yeah, he, he got, really uh, stepped up. They got Marcus Vandeskaling, um, MVS. Uh, he's inconsistent, you know, like he'll go deep for a 50-yard catch, but then he'll drop a pass. But he's there like he, he runs a nine route. So you got to be like he's speedy. So you got to be aware when he's on the field. Then they got Equinemis St. Brown. He's hurt right now. And Malik Taylor. Uh, those are like their backups. And then going to their O-line. So, guys, their O-line has been tricky. They, they went through some injuries. They shifted their O-line last week. And I talked to someone that I know that covers the Packers. So I kind of told him, what do you think their O-line will be? And this is what he said. Obviously, left tackle is David Bakatari. Right guard, it's probably going to be Lucas Patrick. It could be Bill. I'm sorry, left guard. It's probably going to be Lucas Patrick. He's good in pass pro, not the best run blocker. Center, Coy Lindsley, good center. He had a great game against the Vikings. He's a better pass blocker than a run blocker, but he's still a good run blocker. Now, this is where the question comes in. Uh, at right guard, they got Billy Turner. He's kind of listed at their starter at right tackle, but since Lane Taylor went down, they moved Patrick to left guard, and they put Billy Turner at right guard. He was hurt versus the Vikings, but last year allowed six sacks and had two penalties. Solid run blocker, not the best in pass pro. And they're moving their their other guard, Elton Jenkins, to right tackle. That's how he ended the game last week. He's a good player, solid in both pass blocking and run blocking. Last week, he played 47 snaps at left guard and 33 at right tackle. And then uh, their backups, like their Wick Ragnar, he also played last week. He had a good game. And then John Runyon, former Michigan Wolverine, played 14 snaps at right guard, one at right tackle. He also played well versus the Vikings. 
So yeah, that's their old line. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to be, but I did hit up someone who covers the Packers closely, and he said it's going to be most likely what I just read off. At tight end, they got Mercedes Lewis. He wasn't targeted in week one, but they, they use him as a blocker. Same with Robert Tunyon. Former line. Mainly as a blocker. Jay Sternberger, same thing. Josiah Daguerre, same thing. These guys didn't really... Uh, Josiah Daguerre had two targets, one reception. Tunyon had no targets. Mercedes Lewis didn't have a target. Jay Sternberger had one target. So, like, they didn't really target their uh, their tight ends that much. They used them mainly as run blockers. But against the Lions, Lions struggled last week with... Uh, Jimmy Graham, so I could see them maybe getting these guys involved a little this week. So yeah, this yeah. this run game really scares me. I mean, I think they got the pieces to to really beat us up because our run defense week one, man, that was not good. That was not good at all. So I'm looking at a better running back here and Aaron Jones compared to any of the Chicago Bears running backs, uh, and then AJ Dillon. You know, he's that rookie that we liked. You know, he he's a good rookie. I, I think he has that firepower. He's a good power back. Didn't really have too much action week one, but I mean, he he could, I mean, he gets a big run. I could see that happening potentially. I could see this being his like kind of welcome to the league game. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And then what you mentioned with Devontae Adams, I mean, these corners that we have right now are very young and not have don't have very much experience. Amani Warrior right. has, or it'll probably be Daryl Roberts. I was going to say Amani Warrior might have the most experience going to this game. But it'll probably be Dale Roberts in that cornerback room. Because Jeff Okuda will be making his debut starting yeah. without Trufon, obviously without Justin Coleman. So that's going to be interesting. We don't have Darius Slade this year to go against Devontae Adams. Shadow. So, yeah. yeah. And Darius Slade's always had a tough time with Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams, like you mentioned, is arguably a top five receiver in the NFL right now. Because his route running is just so crisp. It's so nice. So yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. So I'm looking at some of these matchups right now on the Green Bay offensive side of the ball and it just scares me i think they could i mean rogers man i mean he could choose what he wants to do does he want to run the ball with us with aaron jones or does he want to you know kills with the passing game with Devonte adams i think he's got so many options right now so for me it's uh it's scary i think it's eye-opening and something you got to definitely look out for another guy you mentioned marquez valdez gantley inconsistent player but with this type of matchup this is a matchup he could thrive in absolutely he could take like i mean he could take the top off of defense he, he has some drops yeah but he's just like a nine like he was what marvin hall was last year but hall was more consistent this guy could just like go for a 50 easily you got to know where he is yeah what about you malcolm what do you see in this green bay offense do they scare you or it's gonna be a tough matchup because we don't have the number one guy to pretty much shadow Devontae adams but I, I will say this i mean love him hate him want him to get fired patricia have been playing the Packers very well defensively yeah. defensively and if you're looking at all four times he played the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has been off. It is there's more to it. Now, now, like after the fourth time, I'm like, all right, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm thinking maybe it's the Lions. And I'm looking at the, the way they play their man coverage on the Packers. And I just think that's probably their forte because if you sit back and you try to play zone against Aaron Rodgers and that Packers, uh, Packers offense, they're going to pick you apart. And if you try to blitz them, you already know he's going to pick you apart. Roger's going to pick you if you try to blitz him. <laughs> you got to blitz him. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, coverage is your best friend in this case. Now, how are they going to fare against that their, their offense? I mean, our lineup is really young right now. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge. I, I, I can't wait for it because, again, Patricia played Aaron Rodgers and the Packers well. So, that's what I'm just going by for as, as far as history. That's why I'm not like, oh, he, he's going to shut us. Because every time I say that, it's crazy because every time I say, oh, we're going to get shredded, they play them really, really, really well. Malcolm, stick with it then. 
say he's gonna shred us. <laughs> <laughs> he said every time you say it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Don't say it. No. I, I don't know. I, I I I'm going I'm going with you know from what I what I've seen. You know you can't really. I, I'm not really going too much about about game one, but from what I've seen, they yeah they played them well. So I just can't wait for the match. But even though it does favor the Packers side because again we're we're really young on our how secondary. About the, how about the running game now? Running game. Ugh. So unless you know, I'm hoping that they made adjustments. And and the thing is, what I saw about the running game last week is that it was all the a gap, bro. It was all a gap. Everything with the run that went bad was all they got. Everything you seen to the outside, all the stretch plays, all the toss plays. Anything yeah. to the outside was contained. It was good. Trey Flowers. We, we, Trey Flowers and Jones. Yeah, Chris, Christian yeah, Jones. Yeah, Christian Jones had a good game. Christian too. Jones and, and Trey, they, they did their job. Yeah. I, I'll say that. They, they contained the edges. Now, it's the gaps. And and this, that's something that's not like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's ruined for the season. That's just technique, bro. They If they get the, the, the gap control under control, we'll be okay in the run game. They got some better run blockers than what we just what we faced last week versus Chicago. So that's definitely something to watch out for. You know, Corey Lindsley is a, a phenomenal run blocker. Helton Jenkins is a pretty good run blocker. We have Lucas Patrick's another solid run blocker. So they're yeah, like all. Lucas Patrick is the one. Lucas Patrick is not the best one. Um, Lucas Patrick's like kind of the weakness in their run blocking, in my opinion. Okay. But the other guys are are pretty good. Yeah. So. That's gonna be interesting to look out for. So, right. but you might, but you mentioned the edges. You know, they did a very good job on the edges. Trey Flowers really stepped up in that running game, like he always has. That's his yeah. uh, one of his best abilities is stopping the run on the edges. He doesn't really let much go past there. And then another guy we we really dog on usually. He had a really he, he did a really good job, you know, using his big body in the running game. And that's and that and that's Christian Jones. So you know that that's a positive. So like you mentioned, Malcolm, it's gonna have to come from the A gap with you know Danny Shelton, Nick Williams, Deshaun Han, all those guys and. You know, maybe we could stop this this solid running game in Green Bay, but that's gonna be a tough matchup. It's gonna be a match to definitely watch out for. But you know, this offense is scary, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they have a really they have a solid running game. They have a hell of a you know top quarterback, Bobby. You know, played a game. Yep. So it's it's it's, a, it's like a pick your poison. You know. So we'll see, man. Yep. Let's go into a quick commercial break, and then we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers defense against this Detroit Lions offense. So stay tuned for that. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Whether you're watching football in your Lions man cave, or you're planning on crashing your neighbor's house, who is an arch rival of your favorite Why team. Why are you here, big dog? We don't even like to say. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talents that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for who's playing the game, it's made for who's watching it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there is no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides you powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely results in the hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed's going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have over the 3 million businesses. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Follow offer through September 30th. All right, guys, we are back to now break down the Detroit Lions offense versus the Green Bay Packers defense. Pierre, you want to go ahead and list off some of their stars yeah, on the Green Bay Packers guys. defense? Yeah, so their defensive lineman, Dean Lowry, uh, had two pressures against the Vikings, not the best in Rundy. Obviously, their star nose tackle is injured. So I'm guessing Adams will start in place. He's next on the depth chart, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Adams didn't play versus the Packers. He did struggle last year. Uh, their other guy they got is Tyler Lancaster. He's a solid player. And then uh, Kinsley... Is it Kinsley Key? Remember him? We liked him in the draft process. Solid run defender. Yep. Not really a good pass rusher. Their linebackers, Christian Kirksey, they signed him this year. In my opinion, he's an average linebacker. Used to be good way back in the day. Now he's kind of like declined a little. Had a bad game last week. Get off of um, Not good in coverage. No. Their other guy, Chris, Chris Barnes, he played five snaps, but he played well, especially in coverage. So I think this guy could probably get more snaps this week if the Lions put swept out there maybe more and then Oren Brooks also played last week he's not a good linebacker and their bat his their backups are Ty Summers so those are their those are their mics their edge guys this is what it's scary Zadarius Smith he's a really good player 16 sacks last year he had he had once uh one sack this week he had three pressures as well and then Rashawn Gary he's athletic he had three pressures against Minnesota he's like Zadarius's backup Preston Smith he didn't play well against Minnesota but he did have 13 sacks last week and the other guys they have are Randy last Ramsey. Yeah, I'll just say he had 13 sacks last week. My last, bad, guys. My year. bad. My bad. Last year. Last year. My fault, bro. Oh yeah, Randy Ramsey, Jonathan Garvin. Those guys are the backups. Cornerback Jair Alexander is really starting to come into his own. Like he's starting to get to that like shutdown corner talk, top ten talk. He's, in my opinion, he's underrated. Uh, he played well against Minnesota last week. He had a he had an interception, a sack, and a forced fumble. So, and I mean, no Galladay. Safety. And, and no Galladay out there, so. Yeah, uh, Kevin King, that's Malcolm's boy. He kind of struggled last week. How the hell um, is this my boy? Well, I don't, I'm I don't joking with, with you. you all, you all, I don't rock with Kevin it's, King, man. It's, 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 always, it's, it's, always, it's always like a bad player, and then Pierre just goes, it's your boy, Malcolm. Like Last, yeah, week, was, la, last week it was Jimmy Graham, and now this week is Kevin Jimmy King. Graham. So. I hope Pierre does not pass the torch because Jimmy Graham actually had a pretty good game last week. So I watched no, Kevin know, like, King get a, I watched Kevin King get a pick. So Malcolm's boys are yeah, not. Malcolm says my boy is T's Tabor. So you know I like to like like this so is Malcolm. Not Tabor is my boy though. This we go back. Be a tradition this season where like Malcolm just or Pierre just handing out Malcolm his boys and they just go off this week. So oh for sure. Malcolm's other boy, Chandon Sullivan. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, he, he's not a good nickel. Chandon Sullivan. He's their nickel corner. He's not that good. Not that good. Yeah, they got a good safety duo. Uh, they didn't play well last week, but Darnell Savage, uh, he's pretty good. Not not that good in run defense, but good in coverage. He's probably going to be against, uh, what's his face? Probably maybe lined up a little against Hawk. We'll see. Adrian Amos, he also, like like I said, he didn't play well, but he's a good safety. He also could be matched up against Hawk. We'll see. And, uh, yeah, so those are their starters. What matchup here scares you or do you like? Um, I, 
I'm going to be honest, even when they have Kenny Clark, for whatever reason we said this last year, they don't care about stopping the run. Mm-hmm. If the run game gets going, bro, that opens up your play action, like Marvin Jones, Deep, Hawkinson, whatever, um, Marvin Hall. So if that if you could get your run game going, your play action opening, that will give Detroit a huge advantage. Remember last year how they started off week, or what week was it? It was a Monday night game, week two yeah. or week three? That was like week six, my man. Yeah, I could see something similar, but no Kenny Galladay hurts, obviously. They have Jair Alexander. Cephas uh, season. Yeah, Cephas season. He just needs to play better. He's playing in his, uh, where he played in college, Wisconsin. Yeah, and also DeAndre Swift should probably be a little more involved in the passing. But I think this is mainly going to be a let's run the ball. Let's, uh, let's try to control the clock to keep Rodgers off the field because our injuries in, cause our, uh, our defense is banged up. Let's control the clock, run the ball, and then get the play action going. I think that's going to be the game plan going into the game. No, that's, that's a smart idea. I like the idea of attacking the interior defensive line. It's weak right now, especially without Kenny Clark. That takes out a double team as well on the offensive line, which is huge. Because right. I know you mentioned how the line, or the Packers don't stop the run, but Kenny Clark is still a threat, so you have to double team him. Oh, for sure. Exactly. So you're taking away that. That is big. So now maybe you could potentially double team a guy like Zedaria Smith. Or you could potentially double team a guy like Preston Smith, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't have to double team anyone at all, and you know it's just good. But mm-hmm. that this is a matchup that the Lions need to take advantage of. It. I'm sick of saying it every single week that we should take advantage of some matchup, and they just don't do it, or they don't do it enough. So I'm hoping they do it this week. Interior is open again this week. Take advantage of it. it will. This is this is an AP style game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I can I can actually say with confidence that we will take advantage of that inside running game. I, hope. I think they will too. They have to. Yeah. yeah. And then basically if my boy Jesse Cabin is out there, it's going to be a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the first passing game, I mean, Jahir Alexander is not a guy you want to, you know, test too much. So, you know, he'll probably shadow a guy or they play his zone defense. Man. They play they zone, really, they? Yeah. They, they don't really shadow. They so. shadow their sides. Yeah. So yeah, they don't shadow nobody. I was going to say like Kevin King and Chandon Sullivan. Yeah, you attack, you attack both of those guys. I mean, right. they'll probably have some safety help with Amos and Darnell Savage, yeah, which, yeah, are, which are very yeah. good safeties as well. So, you know, it's not like a free pass. It's not like a. It's not like what the Lions had last week with not, a ton they, of great they, man coverage one on one. I mean, if they do it. They. I don't see a situation that they'll they'll continue to have their, their safeties playing hard like that if we're having like a hell of a game on the running game. It depends how you know how good the Lions running game is, which it could. You know, this has the potential to burst this game. Yeah. So. We'll see, man. I, I, I like that matchup a lot. As far as the passing game, I mean, I kind of want to wait and see how it goes before I, like, you know, jump out and say this is going to work. But, I mean, Lions got the receivers. They got Matthew Stafford, obviously. So, you can never count out the passing game, obviously. So Let me, let me ask you a question. Which, which um, secondary is more vulnerable? Um, You know, we have the younger core who's starting. Some mm-hmm. people who's forced out there to start. And they just have, they have one, they have one star as a corner, but the rest is... The rest of the corners is, you know, is not good. So which which offense has which wide receiver core has a better chance with the secondary? I, I think the Packers got their star receiver, which is huge. You know, Devontae Adams is a far better receiver than any of our guys. I mean, Marvin Jones is a good receiver, but he's a lot better than Devontae. Or Devontae Adams is a lot better than Marvin Jones. Come on. I mean, and then who else? I mean, you got Amendola. I mean that. That, I mean, that could, that's a mismatch right there with the nickel corner they have right now. Sullivan, I guess his name is. I, yeah. I, the way you guys are making him sound, he, he sounds trash. I don't even know who he is. He's bad. Yeah, he's, he's not good. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, we got Quintess Cephas probably goes up against a guy like, I mean, 
he's going to go against all these guys because they don't shadow anyone. So I, no. I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. I, I'm expecting a high-scoring game. I'll say that. Um, but as far as liking each one, I mean, the Lions is tricky because it's very inexperienced. You know, Jeff Okuda is going to be making his debut, has the potential to be a superstar. But, I mean, will that be – will that come day one? We don't know. Amani Awarie, a solid corner. And then as far as the nickel, I mean, we don't know who's starting there right now. It could be Dale Roberts. It could be Chris Jones. It could be Tony McRae. We don't it know. Could be, it could be Tony McRae. Yeah, we, we, we really <laughs> don't know. Who is the nickel corner right Look now? Look at Pierre's face. Look at Pierre's face. Tony be, no, no. I was just thinking about this. It, it, could, it could be like if they want to um, – if C.J. Moore's back maybe or it could no, be possibly Trace – He's in uh-huh. no practice. He's limited. He? CJ Moore was limited. Okay. okay. I'm saying, like, I could see them maybe playing Tracy Walker, maybe in the nickel. Tracy Walker is good in coverage. Maybe. I'm just, I'm like, I'm not saying 100%, but maybe. Um, I'm going to get the edge to uh, Green Bay secondary just because they have more experience and also because Kenny Galladay is out. And then for the Packers, Devontae Adams is in. So, like, I mean, yeah, Marvin Jones is good, but he's not Kenny Galladay good. Um, so Sorry, I'll Devontae just keep this also, their safeties, their, their safeties, I think, might be better than ours. They're, like, more proven also right now. Um, I think I give the edge to Green Bay as well. Detroit yeah, is young in the secondary compared yeah. to Green Bay. Hey, I'll yeah. say the same thing just because our secondary is going to be a question mark. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to expect out there. I mean, my expectations are as high as you guys are and then the rest of the fan base is. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. But, yeah, I, I would say because of the experience and because ours is a giant question mark right now because I don't even know who started that nickel. Yeah, that's that's gonna be yeah. interesting. And um, for. like as far as like Desmond Trufant's injury, like are they gonna move Jeff to the right side? And no, we don't know. Play I mean, less, this, or this, this is gonna be something. Is Akuda just gonna take? Is Akuda just gonna take his spot on the right side? Or um, yeah, I don't know. So what's the matchup to watch here? What's like the matchup of the game? Matchup of the game. Doesn't necessarily whoever's covering whoever's covering um Devontae Adams. It has to be like I think. It's Whoever's covering Devontae Adams. Like, like last week, our matchup of the game was Frank Ragnow or Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson versus Akeem Hicks. And yeah. we had Roquan Smith versus DeAndre Swift. What's the matchup to watch this game that could go either way? There's like no, there's nothing like like um like individual matchups, but like to me, it's stopping the run. Like I, our I, entire I, D line or linebackers versus their O line tight ends. I, I think I got one. I think our tight end play versus their safeties that That's can go either have. way. Like TJ Hawkinson, Jesse James against a guy like Adrian Amos or Darnell Savage. I think that could go either way. I'll take Hawk always over them. Maybe I'm being biased, but I'd always take yeah, Hawk over being, them. I mean, yeah, I mean those biased. are these are good safeties. They're not. They are. They are. Yeah, so they're well, not some scrubs. I'm gonna say this: Devontae Adams last week had 17 targets. <laughs> he had 17 targets by himself. He came down with 14 receptions. Yeah. So I want to see. Are they gonna double? Are they going to double Devontae Adams? Are they going to play Devontae Adams straight up with Jeff Okuda, or are they going to play straight up with Amanio Warrior? Yeah. He had 17 targets last week. Yeah, yeah, I mean. What would he do going against a rookie and a second-year fifth-round um, oh fifth pick? That's what I want to see. I That's agree. my matchup of the week. That's a good one. Are they going to double? They should. I would. Yeah. All right. You guys want to get into our bold predictions slash score predictions? Let's go. Let's get let's it. Cue, uh, let's cue. Yeah. Let's cue. Let's cue the Fox music. All right. Let's get to. Let's get into our score slash bold prediction. Start off with Malcolm. What's your bold prediction, and then tell us your score prediction after. Actually, other way around. Tell us your score first, and then your score prediction, prediction and bold prediction right afterwards. All right. So score prediction. I do have this as a pretty high game. I am 
It's week two, baby. I can't I can't go against my Lions week two. I call this a bounce back game, man. I call this a bounce back game, but I do have a close. I do have a 35-32 Lions. What are you, Big Sean? Lesson took it out tonight. I bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a bounce back game, man. I mean, this this they just have to have to do it. And again, it's week two. I can't. I just can't do it. I mean, the, the, the Kool Aid's out. I'm still sipping on Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to go. You know, 35-32 Lions. And my bold prediction is going to be the guy who came down with the failed game winning touchdown catch. The guy who didn't come down with the pass. Yes. Yeah. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is going to have a bounce back game. He's going to show everybody why they dropped him at, number, at the second round. He's going to have 100 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns okay. could be that's, that's, either could be a, a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown, but he's going to have two total touchdowns. I can tell you that now. And over 100, he's going to have over 100 yards. He's going to have 100 rushing yards. I'll just, yeah. just say that 100, 100 rushing yards. That's bold as hell. You're right. Damn, okay, balls. I like that. I like that. I want to update the standings. We are all 0-1, including you guys listening, because you guys chose the Lions to win this game. So, oh. versus last week, versus the Bears. So, we are all 0-1 right now. So, yeah. you guys want any reference? I mean, we all took Lions to beat Chicago last we, week. I, I, I could tell we're going to be separated this week. A lot of people are going to be separated this week, but we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what about you, Pierre? What's your score slash bold prediction? I really want to pick the Lions, but I can't. There's like there's uncertainty at corner. They they can't stop the run right now. I got to see more. So I'm gonna go with the Packers, 27 to 24. I still think it's gonna be a close game, but honestly, man, I really want to pick the Lions. I've been going back and forth, but I just can't. They they have they have a ton of question marks. I yeah. hope they prove me wrong. That's um, a bold prediction. Bold predictions. Akuda has a pick and a forced fumble. That's bold as hell. <laughs> there you go. That's why it's bold. No oh, man, yeah, that? that that now that's bold. <laughs> First time on the field, even get a pick. It's a bold, bro. It's not yeah, like that's... gonna happen. That's what bold means, like very unlikely. Hey, put a record. Put a record. Same guy to say Khalil Mack would have zero pressures in the game. Well, the, yeah, he came out. <laughs> I was like, pretty well, close to that. You better look at PPF. It. Yeah, like I'm eight. joking. I'm joking. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm joking, bro. For the record, I was close on my bold prediction, and the Lions screwed me. The Lions screwed me. They completely screwed me because I said last week AJ Peterson is gonna have 17 carries, 106 yards, and what happened? He had 14 carries for 193. Just give him the ball three more times. You had you would have had that number. You would have had it. You said 193. <laughs> I said 193. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he had 93 yards, 93 yeah, rushing yards. Big difference. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge difference. I wish he had 193. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Hell no, they maybe go for one ninety three against the Packers. You will see. They don't cover the run. But um Tyler, Tyler, go ahead, man. Alright, so Malcolm got a win, Pierre's got a loss, so there's the indifference you're already talking about. I'm gonna be the final vote. I got the Packers winning thirty eight to twenty eight here. And Lambeau field that did you guys see he was officiating the the game as well? Oh Cleve. shit. <laughs> oh man, I hate that guy. Fuck him, bro. <laughs> Cleve Bleakman is officiating the game after if you guys don't know who he is, he's the guy that was the Monday Night Football referee when the Lions played the Packers last year. So yeah. Malcolm, can you play that Trey Flowers what he said, please? It happens one time in a game. That's one thing. The exact same thing happens again. What was your exchange with the referee at that point? Uh I actually changed the position of my hand. Cause it was to the chest initially. Which is right here. I was doing it all game. I didn't know that was a flag to the chest, so I could change it to right here. And, uh, 
called it again. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think you're the only guy in this locker room still with your pads on. I mean, obviously, I, frustration's boiling over, but where's your head at right now? Work. 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 I'm ready to get back to work. Anything else, guys? Do you, do you think that was a penalty? For you nah. Guys should have been a penalty? nah, I didn't think uh, hands to the chest was a penalty. I, I thought hands to the face. But I had him right here in the chest. The second time I changed it to right here. <laughs> That's part of a move that I do. And, uh, yeah. So, nah, I don't think that was a penalty, but they did, so. So, well, you guys just heard the Trey Flowers audio, and <laughs> it makes Trey me in the head, brother. Don't worry, Trey, I'll pay for it. If we get a fine Trey, I got you. We start to go for me, but for me? Hey, this guy need to be head-butted. All right. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're trying to get Trey Flowers ejected, bro. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's not a good move. Do it in the fourth quarter, Trey. Do, do you guys see a... A Packers maybe pulling a Lambo leap when there's no fans this year. <laughs> I'll be mad as hell. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. Honestly, he'd fall into the stadium. I'll be mad. <laughs> gets hurt or something like, like that. God damn, they're taunting us. Imagine Akuda gets a pick and just does a Lambo leap. Oh, that'd be that'd sweet. Be, that'd be awesome. I feel like you would get hurt, though. There's no fans. No, you just leap, bro. They got hops. I guess. I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, my bold prediction is there will not be a Lambo leap in this game, but... um. My actual bold prediction is that Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers will both each, each have 400 yards, passing yards. Oh, it works. Mm. So I think this is going to be a, a shootout, a shootout? At type game. Fireworks, huh? Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty fun oh, game. That, that's potentially a thousand yard game you're talking about. Yes. Very, very a thousand close. yard on both sides combined offensive yards. Wow. It's, it's going to be interesting. But I got 38-28, Green Bay winning this game. Lions falling to 0-2 in the season and falling to two divisional games, which would be very bad. So let's hope that this doesn't happen, and let's hope Malcolm's right. Let's hope the fans choose the Lions to win, so at least, you know, it's 2-2. So. I doubt it. You think they're going to choose the Packers? It, yeah. We'll see. This is how Aaron Rodgers did last week, but fans, listen. Maddie P, I know you hate him. You hate him, love him. You played him well. You played him. Look, just look, look at the games. You played him well. All you four did. times. You did have Darius Slay, though. It's a different story. <laughs> I'm being honest. It's just a Slay, different story. no Slay. We had, we had David Blau out there one, one game, and we saw that win. Yeah, that was a big game yeah. for the Packers as well. They were fighting for a bye week in the playoffs. So, yeah. All right, guys. That is a wrap to this episode of us breaking down the Green Bay Packers. I hope, I really hope that we can come on Monday and just be positive, talk about a nice Lions win versus the Packers. We're not making we're not I just hope we're not frustrated. I hope it's we're not frustrated. That's all it is. On that note, I'm out guys. Peace. <laughs> Alright guys. Like Tyler said, I hope they prove me wrong. I really want to get this win. And I'm out. Peace. Refs, please do not screw us this game. Please, refs. Please. Hey, do, do you remember you remember our boy uh Tom Grossi? He said maybe if we were the referee shirt, it worked, so 
Maybe buy a referee shirt this Sunday. We can wear he it. He said he said that it's the way we pay him. So he said that we gotta do PayPal and not Venmo. Yeah. Okay. So refs, we got you. Just make sure you don't screw us. We got it right from a Packer source too, so you know it's reliable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, hey guys, make sure you you know when you're on, when you're on Apple Pod and iTunes, make sure you rate, subscribe, and review. And I'm out. It's your boy Malcolm. Peace. finally over football is back you might not be in a game this year but you can still be in in all the action at bet online bet online is going an extra mile to make sure you get you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to teams players and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you can get in their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.